0: Everyday Humanity. This is Season 3, Episode 7, and we, as always, are so glad you're here. I'm one of your hosts, Beth, and I'm joined also, as always, by Dennis. Hi, Dennis.
1: Hi, Beth. How are you? Good. How are you? Always glad glad to be at the microphone with you.
0: I know. Now that this is on on air, people see the facial expression. They do. So Mm -hmm. they might actually wonder if that's a true statement.
1: And they see you flailing when you're talking.
0: I know. I don't know. I'll sit on my hands for a second. Uh, <laughs> we are joined this week by Jeff Abbott from Ada Bible Church, mm-hmm. and I am excited to get to know you a little bit better because yeah. we've been chatting a little bit before we started to roll here, and I don't know much about you as a person or your role there at Ada, so can you just um, start by way of introduction and tell us all you feel like telling us right now? All right. <laughs> my name is <laughs> Jeff. Good.
2: I am the Director of Missions at Ada Bible Church. Uh, I've been on staff for 11 years, so I'm one of the older, older leaders now in the church, which is a weird feeling. Uh, my wife, uh, Vicki is also on staff and she's the children's director for all of our campuses. So we're that all in all the time family. And that's kind of been our, been our life with church. Uh, we have two adult kids, uh, Mitchell and Hannah, uh, that also reside in Grand Rapids here, but we're empty nesters and we're
1: loving
0: it. Oh, wow. wow. Well, loving that's going to take me down the trail. Yeah, to yeah.
1: I'm, I'm a couple of years away from empty yep. nest and there are days when I'm like, this this is going to be really good. Yeah,
0: I think yeah. it's hard. It was really hard for me. It took me a while to get through. I have a 25 and she's gone, gone right. like seven miles away, but I see her seven minutes a month.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that, that would be. Our, our measure is the kids keep coming back. So we're like, they okay. keep coming back to see us, so yeah. done. We yeah. did something. We, right. we didn't fail <laughs> as parents. Yeah. So no, we love it.
0: What did you do at the church prior to so um, becoming prior
2: to uh, prior to COVID? My role was called service programming director, uh, which is a fancy way of saying that I was the 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 leader for the weekend team. So your worship yeah. teams, production teams, creative team, communications team, and you know work closely with the pastors just to help right. you know plan, prepare, and execute weekend services at you know our four campuses. And yeah. pre COVID, that was like fifteen services a weekend. Mm. So wow, in yeah, multiple spaces. Uh, so it was it was a fun, mm-hmm. challenging, exciting job, you know, with yeah. a kind of a large platform with a great communicator and, yeah. you know, those wildly talented people that you're working with. And so great. Uh,
1: I loved it. Loved yeah. It, loved and it. It, it's so funny because... Go to church, and you see the people leading worship, and you see the person speaking, and you maybe see if you have kids, you see the people leading or volunteering in the kids' ministry. Most people don't stop and think that it takes people like you, and like here, it takes Matthew, our Mm -hmm. our producer, to really make these things happen. Absolutely. That's a huge job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's, it's, you know, it's... uh... Yeah, it's uniquely challenging in a way that you're dealing with a lot of art and a lot of technology at the same time.
1: Right, And, right. you know,
2: with the, with the express intent of helping communicate the truth of who God is and what he does yeah. to, you know, yes. to thousands of people each weekend. Mm-hmm.
1: And then mixed in there is human beings, yeah, right, that absolutely. have their own sort of, I really wanted this to come out this yeah. way, and yeah. I've never experienced that tension before. Never, we no, no. You know, we have a saying around here that life would be great if it wasn't for humans <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't say anything like that <laughs> no i'm sure you don't no
0: so so that was i heard you say pre-covid you had a yep. certain number of services and yep. how, what does it look like today
2: today it mm. looks like um let me count them two four six eight nine services okay uh okay. ten services uh, across four campuses saturday night was 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 present at most campuses mm-hmm. and uh, a couple extra venues at, at campuses and we've since scaled that back to really we call it just Right sizing our congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably like most churches post COVID, you know, as post COVID emerged, we, you know, we were kind of clamoring for what we were. Right. And we just had to go through some some growth to go, like, this is who we are today mm-hmm. and embrace it and, you know, uh, create the best services possible for who God has with us today.
1: Yeah, I can remember about nine months ago, I was uh, having coffee with a pastor. Mm hmm. And uh, not my pastor, but a pastor at another church, and uh, he was sharing. We were talking about coming out of COVID and what, mm. what's a church going to look like coming out of COVID. And he said, "Dennis, I actually don't know how big my congregation is anymore." He said, "I knew how big my congregation was before COVID. I don't know how big it is anymore." Absolutely. And I'm like, "That, that's a dynamic that you don't prepare for."
2: Right. 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 It, yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think during the COVID season, you know, we saw maybe 30% exit just mm-hmm. because they didn't align with choices we made or we right. weren't making the right choice. You know, people's people's yeah. value systems were different. There were churches that uh, their doors remained open. Right. Uh, we just chose to be at initially just, we just wanted to be a good member of the community. Right. If you couldn't attend school and couldn't go to work, we didn't feel like, you know, pulling you into church was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a posture we wanted to take. And we had a robust online platform. Right. And so for us, we felt like, uh, we weren't as disconnected as others were. Mm-hmm. And we put all of our energy into how do we create the best online uh, small groups and weekend experiences and communication that we right. can, you know, week after week after week. And that was, that kind of became our life.
1: Yeah. In, yeah.
2: in, in a good way. But yeah, since the dust has settled, we've, we, I think we've still maybe migrated down to 90% of what we were. Okay. Yeah.
1: Wow. So, um, I've been here mm-hmm. at Mel for eleven years, so yep. similar time frame. And uh, you know, we were talking a little bit off air. Ada Bible has been one of those churches that has always supported Mel Trotter. Um, and sometimes it's financial. Oftentimes it's financial. It's also the uh, the giving weekends where mm, we may say, tables. "Hey, yeah, the giving tables. We need diapers or we need this." And Ada Bible has always come through. So, talk, can you talk a little bit about? Uh, the heart for missions that Ada has.
2: Yeah. Our mission statement, um, is, uh, strengthen churches locally and globally to carry out Jesus mission in the world, which oh, is, is a little bit of a different mission statement that, that I've read in, yeah. in most places. And we, we deeply care about the local church. Uh, we deeply care about our community and we want to be a, a great presence in it, not, not just financially, but with our hands and our feet and our time. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally am deeply passionate about our city. I love Grand Rapids and I love all that it offers and it's a wonderful, safe, uh, you know, it's an enjoyable community to be a part right. of. It's creative and, uh, you know, we have beautiful seasons in the river. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and so I just <laughs> I just love Grand Rapids. And, uh, you know, Grand Rapids is blessed with 100, you know, 700 churches in, you know, greater yeah. West Michigan. Yeah. And so we want to play a, a role in just helping, uh, you know, a resource churches. How do we help mm-hmm. churches thrive? Because we believe a, a thriving church, you know, hopefully results in thriving families and thriving school systems and thriving workplaces that all Christians are. You know, mm-hmm. people following Christ are impacting, and so we want to be a part of helping a Bible Church not just be happy and healthy, but as many other uh, agencies as well as, as well as making a difference in our community. There's real needs uh, here. Right. I mean, you guys are doing amazing work, uh, but just with homelessness, food insecurity, housing, uh, just uh, the list goes on and on of how— uh, how much opportunity there is for God's people to, to jump in and, and, and help yeah. create this his kingdom here now mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of mindset is, is how I would phrase it. Okay. There is this world that God has designed for us. We get to be caretakers of it. And, mm-hmm. and he's given us a roadmap on how we may uh, love and care for one another. And we, we get to play a part in executing that. It's exciting. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah. Kingdom now, kingdom not yet, right? Yep. Here we go. Yep. So you made a transition, obviously, from all of these mm-hmm. just platforms and you said a robust platform platform that you were leading, I yep, imagine, yep. at the time. What caused you to make the change from that sphere of influence at Ada to what you're doing now?
2: Yeah, that's such an interesting story. <laughs> it's, 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 there's been two times in my life where God's just kind of jumped in and, and pointed mm-hmm. me in a different direction that I would have never chosen. Mm-hmm. Like if you had asked me three years ago, hey, Jeff, would you like to be a missions director? I would have said, no. no <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> now it's like, I love this, I think, more than I love doing the other thing. Wow. Um, I just love it so much. And so. Uh, I have to go back in time just to set a little context. Early in my as I uh, became uh, moved into full-time ministry, I worked for a church in Hickory, North Carolina. My boss was from Andy Stanley's church at yeah. North Point. So he had great relationships. and um, as I was learning more things, he brought me to North Point for like a week at a time and I just volunteered to learn. And I witnessed this humongous church with a humongous platform yeah. being wildly generous yeah. with their time, with their knowledge, with with, with technology. Uh, you know, they were retiring. I was like, man, God, if I ever get to, I'm going to do that. Oh, and so, cool. as my career uh, you know, changed and grew, I tried to always emulate that. So. Um, uh, I have, uh, I have a, a reputation for being a good church stage designer and uh, have gotten to speak on that several times. And so every time I did a church stage design, I'd have made it free available to the public and just said, here, here it is, use it. Right. If our church retired equipment, we would make it available. So here, use it. Um, so that was just kind of my mentality. Uh, always believed that Ada Bible Church is an open book. We buy the same technology everybody else does. Here's how we use it, come learn. You know? yeah. So that's been our posture, and it's Jeff Mannion's posture uh, mm-hmm. posture as well. So COVID comes upon us, and Ada being a large church in West Michigan, my phone just blew up, and our other leader's phones just blew up going, what do we do? We shut right. the doors to our church. We're disconnected from our people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as a leadership team, we, we spent some time brainstorming, and uh, the, the idea was thrown out there, Jeff, if we gave you some missions resources, Um, knowing my desire that I like to help churches, you know, it's kind of a Mm -hmm. subset. Uh, Could you help them? And so we talked with my production team, and we said, yeah, and we put together simple streaming packages for churches, a laptop, a camera, or, um, or other technology, and we took it to them, and we deployed it at their church and taught them how to use it. That's great. So through 2020, we did various versions of that where we gave them technology. Or if they had technology, we taught them to use it. Or if they had resources, we helped them buy well. But through through 2020, we did that like 60 times. Wow. Yeah, with uh, We also hosted some uh, virtual fundraising events for nonprofits and with our cameras, infrastructure, mm-hmm. Or I went and filmed on site and so just it was a it was a really unique year that I had this world at Ada Bible Church. It was filming everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then the um, evenings I'm out in the city and just working with churches, especially a lot of urban churches. Right. Uh, just helping them get reconnected. Sometimes it was just a conversation to like, go, hey Pastor, you've got this. This is a great camera. Yeah. And it's a connection to your people it yeah, you know right and some of it was just affirmation just to say this is good do it mm-hmm. um and help people understand the tool so yeah i just had this weird life of filming all day and then serving in the evenings and uh, luckily we were post kids and and so it was uh, it was just a unique unique space and i grew to love it and at the end of 2020 uh leadership team said hey we really like this would you be interested in doing more and I said yes if I can do less of something else. And I was working right. 60, 70 hour weeks, you know, wow. pretty regularly. So I began a step back from uh, the weekend service team, still leading behind the right. scenes, but younger leaders jumping up and yeah. uh, you know grabbing the bull by the horns and you know leading our church that way with worship mm-hmm. and technology and creativity. Um, into early twenty twenty one, the executive pastor time invited me to uh, join some of the local missions work. So. Begin having conversations with organizations like Mel Trotter, just learning how Ada was involved in the city. I only knew it from a communication standpoint. Hey, I need to do an announcement this weekend right. about Meltrotter or somebody. And so my my knowledge was limited and situational. Um, so uh, early 2021, I uh, began uh, learning and uh, participating the local mission side. Uh, later in 2021, began participating in the international mission side. And then November, they said, hey, we like the work you're doing. Would you consider doing this full time? I was like, yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> so February 7, 2022, was actually my last day on the production wow. team. And February 9, I went to Africa for a week and, wow. or 10 days. And,
1: and Good that, transition.
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, was yeah. it was actually the, the most unique uh, experience because I can remember sitting in an auditorium Kind of taking a picture and going, this is is a moment in my life. Yeah. And then getting on a plane two days later and and having God wreck me in completely different
1: ways. Mm. Yeah. So there's kind of the abbreviated journey. That's great. So leadership question for you. Yes. So you spent the better half of 11 years Mm. being the guy with how the stage looks, how the production goes, everything like that. Then God's moving you to a different thing, and you have to release some of this. You have to, you mentioned younger leaders coming, yep. and now they're responsible for how the stage looks, how the production goes, things mm-hmm. like that. When you leave an organization,
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's a little bit easier. It's not easy, but it's yep. a little bit easier. But when you're still a part of that organization and you're going there on Sunday, and now you're seeing. Other people do it maybe a little differently than you did it. How how'd you work through that? Or how do you work through that? I think
2: being that? in my 50s helped a lot.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if,
2: I, if I was 30, I don't know if I could have done
1: yeah. That, you know yeah
2: right but it was I mean I've known these 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 young men and women for mm-hmm. a, a decade or more some of them and so I had a, a pretty uh, specific trust with them yeah and so I knew that it wasn't going to go off the rails we had strong systems in place and yeah they began to change things slowly over mm-hmm. time and I can look at it now and go those are good changes I yeah. probably wouldn't have done them. Because I have older eyes, right? And as they're you know working to you know build the next ten years of our ministry, mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing. So, is it challenging? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, my the biggest gift God gave me was a closed mouth, and,
0: <laughs> and uh, I'm still waiting for that gift. Ten <laughs> nineteen's <laughs> taped everywhere that I can yeah. look at it. Right. Quiet, quiet.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. It, it, and you know, part of it is I had to create some distance, right? And so, you know, February seven was a hard line. Yeah, and I stepped back and fully leaned into to this new role, and yeah. you know created some space and let them lead. I didn't want them feeling any pressure. You know, right? Hey, here's a guy that built all this. If he says something, I should listen. And said, No, I'm just going to hold my opinion. I'm an internal consultant. If they need me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been great. I mean, it's been great. Yeah. I love what they're doing. So yeah.
0: funny. I, I was thinking the same time as you asked that question. Like, how you're there. Right. And people, of course, know that you have all this information. So it's how do you say no? Really, was right. what I was wondering. Because yeah. really, in order to sort of let go, you have to say, "Well, what would you do?" Right? right. Or uh, you can't just answer everything and be all. To... Well, and I
2: wasn't. I mean, Ada has four campuses, right. so I was right. always present at her broadcast site. Yeah. So now I'm not always present at her broadcast,
1: okay. broadcast
2: site. So I might be there once a month. Yeah. And so my presence changed as well, and the volunteers, you know, began seeing the others as the leader. Right. And, you know. Right. Firmly. Um, and so it was helpful that I wasn't anchored at one specific campus any longer. Yeah, and actually now I'm actually at other churches regularly on Sundays because mm-hmm. I now have the ability to walk away and help a church uh, with their challenges in real time. Yeah, because it's one thing to go see a church's challenges on Tuesday, right, at a rehearsal in an empty room. And then versus Sunday, when it's full of people, yeah. and how the whole team interact? Where's the pastor? Mm-hmm. Was
1: he engaging? And, right. and help them uh, help them uh, navigate some things with our experience. Yeah. I, I think your your um, comment about being in the in your fifties helped. Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm in my 50s, -hmm. and I have noticed something significantly has changed the last couple years of my life, right? Where, I mean, there's time and time again in Scripture, we see where God calls somebody that was the guy to now pour into somebody that's going to replace them, Mm -hmm. right? And um, if you would have told me five years ago that this is how I would feel now, Mm -hmm. and yet now I find myself thinking more about the people that are coming after me than I do about what am I going to do for the next 10 years until I right. retire. I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's really a unique way that I think God just orders things, mm-hmm. and the calling that he puts on different seasons of our lives. Yeah, it's
2: not a perspective shift I experienced happening, right. it just happened naturally. Yes, and yeah. Can, yeah, the wisdom of, of no comment is sometimes yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the best wisdom God gives us. <laughs>
0: I love it by God's design. Of course, I can't speak about this specifically. uh yeah, for, about, for about for about for about yeah. twenty-seven. Being yes. twenty, yes, yes. Um, at least for another ten months, I can't speak about this. But um, what's so interesting is that it's Jesus, right? The ultimate leader. Right, That's and, right. And and when Jesus says, "Look, I'm I'm here. I'm showing you how to do this. And now I'm going to go, and you guys are going to do even greater things." Yeah, mm-hmm. even greater things. Even greater things.
1: Jesus, like he walked on water. Yeah. And he's saying, "You guys are going to do greater things than right. me. I fed five thousand. You might feed 20. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. but, but it's
0: humility. Yeah. He served with humility, in humility every day for right. people, for the marginalized population. And that is why so strongly here at Miltrider we believe, right? This mm-hmm. is what we yeah. show up to do every day. Jesus says, when you are helping somebody, you're helping me. Right. When you're mm-hmm. feeding the hungry, you're yeah. feeding me. And so, Jeff, can you talk a little bit about that that through line right of scripture and how important it is for you to do this missional work especially as it relates to like you said the local church or the local mm-hmm. ministries here in Grand Rapids right you mm-hmm.
2: know there was a time in our country when the church was the hospital yeah. and and, yeah. and the and the welfare system if we call it something and you yeah. know compassionate ministries and I mean, I just I can look back and go. That's that's how God designed it that we would care for one another, and at Art at Ada Bible Church, we we deeply desire to be a part of that. That uh, God that's blessed us with much um, mm-hmm. has called us to return much to to Him and His right. people, and so that is a that is just a, a high value for our church in multiple ways. Um, I'm trying to. Uh, <clears throat> Frame it correctly. the <laughs> The opportunity we don't take lightly. Uh, the re- responsibility um, we don't take lightly as well. Ada a Bible church with its size is so unique
1: because
2: mm-hmm. um, people expect something different from you. Um, and so, I, I have, that's the a tightrope I didn't expect to navigate was the the expectation. Uh, what our what our community and what the community has for our church as we as we serve in our city um, often uh, people perceive it as under under met mm-hmm. um, which is which it also didn't experience when we are investing significant time and energy and resources into our community in the way that God's calls us to so it's it's a unique it's a unique ride in that way again i think age i couldn't have done this at 30 or i right. mean I can receive the criticism um, and take it. I take it in stride, comfortable with who God is, as, as, who's what church God has built at Ada Bible. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think the older uh, we get, we we sometimes feel like there's just less to prove, right? In our twenties, we have to prove mm-hmm. our worth, we mm-hmm. think, and then we rest in Jesus and go, "This is we, we are worthy. We're right. made in God's image." Now,
2: yeah. With, now with age, I do feel a different urgency. Right. Yes. So I, right. I, I Less can, time available. I can see yeah, the, yeah, I yeah see right. I see the finish sure. line is not that far down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stuart Briscoe, I don't know if you're familiar, mm-hmm. just passed away, but he has yeah. this... Uh, just a really interesting video and focus on the family and interview they did where he just talks about the difference between running and walking. Yeah. And so God had built him as a runner and he ran his whole life. And then finally with age, he just understood that he needed to stop Yeah. and started walking and just what God revealed to him as he walked, that the, the beauty of the tree and the, the smell of the leaves and yeah. the, the fresh bakery across the street that he's ran by a thousand times, that, but he never <laughs> stopped and enjoyed you know, right. what's being created there and just that that, uh, the freshness of, of operating at a different pace is,
1: yeah is, uh, God reveals some pretty amazing things. Yeah. And we have, you know, at Mel Trotter, we have, gosh, dozens of, um, you know, now I have to smile when I say millennials because mm-hmm. millennials are now 42, mm-hmm. right? So millennials aren't 22 anymore. Mm-hmm. We have dozens of millennials and Gen Z after them that, that work here. Mm-hmm. And, um, I always smile when I'm somewhere publicly and I will hear somebody of my age or older complain about the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, because the people we have at Mel Trotter of these younger generations, they are dedicated, passionate, hardworking. They love Jesus with a passion. They want to be his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And I actually think they're going to do greater things. I mean, to the point about mm-hmm. Jesus, right? I think they're going to do greater things than what we're doing. right? Um, you know, and I... that. There's something freeing and energizing about that, because you're right, as, as I slow from a run to a walk, mm-hmm. it also allows me to observe the people around me that are running and leading, Absolutely. Um, and that are going to carry God's work on. Right. You know?
2: I, I spent uh, an afternoon, a uh, good chunk of a day here a couple months ago with Seth, and i uh, was serving food, ser- helping yeah. serve lunch. I was shocked at the number of Gen Zers or, that were receiving yes. care from you. I, yes. I, that was... My biggest takeaway is I expected it to be 60 year olds, you know, yeah. I guess in my mind. And yeah. I was really stunned at the amount of young people in there uh, receiving care and help and it was inspired. It was really inspiring to see the care they were receiving. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We know nationally, and it's true here as well, the fastest growing demographics of homelessness are the youth and the families. Youth and families are skyrocketing. And I think you're right, though. Everybody thinks about the 60, 65 year old alcoholic person with a long yep. beard yep um, it's not the yeah. not the fastest growing demographic anymore no. yeah no. believe it yeah. I,
0: believe it. I love seeing you in our kitchen, and I want to go back to volunteering for a second yeah. because we are just incredibly grateful. I know you're yeah. here frequently, um, mm. and Sherry is amazing. is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, spent some time with her and interviewed her, and she's in one of our recent newsletters. And so mm-hmm. she opened up and shared her heart. And she's—I heard you call her an inspirer of like volunteers right. in the church, right? Right. So what does that look like from behind the scenes? You
2: know, there's the there's the person that can stand up and just talk about an opportunity. And just hope people catches on. But Sherry is the type of person that's going to grab you and hug you, yep. and you'll <laughs> you'll catch her passion uh, as much as the opportunity. And that, that's what I would mean by that. She she transfers passion to people, and and in a in a non confronting, gentle way. If you spoke mm-hmm. with her, she's such a gentle, soft, yeah. you know, grandmotherly. Yep. Uh, but passionate and strong and committed and all in the same breath. And she loves Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and passionately as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And wow, and she, does she get some stuff done when she's here. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. incredible. They, um, you know, she brings groups in and they sort our donation rooms yep. downstairs or in the kitchen, really wherever there is work to be done, which is everywhere all the time. And she just tackles it with great passion. she says, where can I help? And really, um, she visited Next Step of mm-hmm. West Michigan. Yep. And when she was there with us, uh, she just said, I, I love speaking to the guests. Mm-hmm. So she came away from that with a new perspective and she's here, she's proximate frequently. And yet every time she interacts with folks whom, you know we're serving or in a workforce development mm-hmm. program, she's like, I didn't know that. Now I know that. And then she passes that on. It, mm-hmm. just, it was just really encouraging to me yeah. to watch her light up as she shared that story.
2: So yeah, we might call her DNA carrier, DNA transfer. <laughs> yes. She's just so, yeah. so, so yeah, it's a blessing to have. And the, our whole hospitality team, uh, participates with me, uh, Mm -hmm. in the, in in the missions journey. So they, I'm, I'm what we call central support. Mm -hmm. So kind of a leadership for the entire entirety and our hospitality coordinators at each campus. And Sherry is one of them. Okay. And so they're really hands and feet conduit to people. Yeah. And so they're my, one of my first stops when we have an opportunity is to meet with that team to go, Hey, how do we, how do we, who do we, yeah. How can I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, try to turn uh, an opportunity into
1: reality. Yeah. And what I love about it is, you know, we've said for a long, long time and, and others as well, is in some respects, um, organizations, ministries like Mel Trotter mm-hmm. exist because decades ago, 100 years ago, the church kind of backed out. Yep. And the church kind of said, well, we could fund organizations, parachurch ministries right. to do this work, and that might be in some ways a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And the respect that I have and have had for Ada is that's not what you do, right? I mean, we're talking about Sherry is you guys believe that the church should be out doing the work. Correct. And from Mel Trotter's standpoint, we get to have this exciting role then of being that conduit and creating that opportunity for the church to be the church with the people and... um, That is, in my opinion, that is the kingdom at work. You know, when we're not saying, hey, we just want the churches to fund us and then leave us alone to Mm -hmm. do our work. No. How do we help churches come and get their congregation out to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to be proximate, Mm -hmm. like you said. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And that, in my opinion, I think... I don't know that there's any church better than Ada doing that in our community. No, thank Um, you. you I I really believe that.
0: I agree. And it's true. And so just, Jeff, as you used to go to other churches and show them how to do all of the techie stuff, Mm. right? Maybe this is the next step. You can go. That that,
1: that that I was going to ask him when he thinks
2: about our new studio. (laughs) (laughs) That that work continues. I visit churches weekly. I probably speak to Two to three churches a week. Wow! Uh, the 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 divide, the technology divide is mm-hmm. really incredible. Mm-hmm. Even if they have technology, just the divide of experienced yeah. right people. And again, yeah. my age is helpful. So I have the reputation right. at Ada I carry with me, but also like I I've been doing it for twenty years. Yeah. And I can say that with confidence. Now I've passed the ten thousand hour mark. Right. Yeah, you know, right. Become an expert Couple at times. something. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Just once. Oh wow! Shots fired. Says <laughs> the young person at the table. Says the kid. Yeah. Says the kid. The
0: kid's table. Why am I as high as you guys are? I should be like at a card table or something.
2: <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, but that, that 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 need is is significant, and yeah. it's all across our city. Uh, not in just you know some people think it's just the urban church. Oh goodness, no. It's yeah. I'm visiting churches all over the place. I spent a weekend in Milan. Michigan kind of south of Ann Arbor I was gonna Which, say I have no idea where that is yeah I, I didn't either yeah, but it's yeah. like my favorite phone call I get now is hey um I hear you're the church that helps churches
0: oh oh my gosh yeah wow. that's it brings me to
2: tears almost every time oh, and yeah it's just like that's our that's,
1: that should be on a t-shirt
2: that's becoming our reputation <laughs> yeah. and we love it yeah we absolutely love it so a pastor reaches out with with challenges yeah. and opportunities and Yeah, we can come and go spend a day doing training. And then I execute their Sunday and can see them in action and they can see me in action. Yeah, Yeah, it's just
0: wonderful. Sounds a lot like, you know, in the book of Acts and and we um, bringing everything. And so we... We have calls like that as well mm-hmm. that we, I know, feel very similar. Right. around the country. From around the country. And we feel very similarly. Like, we're just mm-hmm. blessed that people reach out and say, hey, we know you're in Grand Rapids. We know you guys have done these things in your programs to serve your guests well. We're in Seattle. We're mm. in, um, you know, can you talk to us about this? Right. And then we go and visit a sister mission in Naples. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we just, it, it is about that reciprocity and learning and sharing, right. sharing, right? To say, yeah. how can we do better to serve more people? Right. I love
1: it. Yeah. And, and I think... Uh, We've been careful to say, and and I think you probably have too, Jeff, um, just because we're doing something here doesn't mean that that's what you should be doing Um, in Denver. I
2: emphatically agree with
1: that. Right? Um, You need to do what God is calling you to do there now. If there are some ways that we can walk alongside you and figure out what that is and help you make it excellent and things like that, we'd be happy to. But, you know, we really we really try to screen those calls really well to go, okay, what is this conversation? Because if you're saying I want to do what Mel Trotter is doing in Urban Rapids, I want to do it in Topeka – no, you got to do what God's calling you to right. do in Topeka. Right. And
0: to <laughs> right. know your people.
1: I don't even <clears throat> really even know where Topeka is, yes, but people say it. They Kansas barbecue they red shoes.
0: Yeah, they have some oh, stuff okay. out in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of the
2: <laughs> quickest lessons I learned when I began serving churches was I had to check Ada's values at the door. Yeah. Like yeah. my experience and my, our values are two different things. Yes. And so I did not carry any of that forward. And often I had to disarm people that actually wanted help, but they were cautious because of you know, Ada's size and scope. Right. You know, we're a white suburban church versus yep. an urban church or a rural church, uh, and treat every pastor as I would my own. So yeah. no matter the size of the church, it was 30 people, I will still treat the senior pastor with the same respect I would yes. uh, treat uh, our pastors. And that was from God and, and super helpful because it just lowered lower tensions, lower anxieties fast, and right. we were able to do great things together. And probably in your conversations, being a a third party with no vested interest in this, mm-hmm. you know, it gives you the uh, uh, opportunity to discern and to share, you know, wisdom openly right. or share uh, feedback or thoughts openly without, you know, judgment or yeah. expectation. Right here it is, take it. Right here's what I see. If you want to know what has worked for us, we can talk about that. But yeah, you know, it's your church. You have to do this every week for 52 weeks a year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for a day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just want to thank you again mm-hmm. for serving with humility mm-hmm. and yeah. for sharing everything that you do with us today and in our mm-hmm. community is any last things you'd like to leave us with or. No, I
2: I, okay. I, I, we love Mel Trotter, uh, your guys's footprint in the city and just the incredible, uh, work you're doing. And so, uh, we look forward to being a part of it for years to come. Good.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you again mm-hmm. for being here and thank you viewers and listeners for joining us on episode seven. We're going to see you back here next week, but I have a favor. If you could let like, or subscribe. For those of you who are watching and listening right now, that would really help us to expand our reach of everyday humanity. And we're just, again, glad that you're showing up with us on this journey. See you next week.